2: Tom Bernard Show with Dave Schrader, L.A. Nick, On Time, J.B. this hour,
0: Melissa Kirk,
1: and Debra Bernard,
0: Cassie Schrader,
1: and Turtle Dove's on her way to pick up the Thanksgiving food. Yeah, I'm, I very proud get of her. I'm getting nothing. I
0: got bird food and and stuff for the horses. Hey, there's Act always his and apples. Is Hardy
3: still out in Elk River? No, nope. Damn. Damn. Maybe you should go hang out with uh, JB and uh,
0: Philip. We'll you what a dumb Emma you are too. I'm gonna pass on that one.
3: We will be right
1: back. Hour two coming up. Tom Bernard Show. Doug Sprenthal, Walzer Automotive Group,
4: Walzer dot com. Tell us about this warranty for life thing. I, you know, you, know, you understand what? a lot more about this than I do. Well, of course. I know you're not an automotive mechanic, so let me tell you a cool story. This just happened a couple of days ago. I got an email. Somebody emailed me at doug@walzer.com, at and he goes, "Hey, I bought a 2005, and I think it was a Honda Accord back in 2014, having some problems with the engine. Uh, do I have any coverage?" So. That's really nice, very
1: professionally (laughs) delivered from Walzer Automotive Group, com. Michael
5: Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, One of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions, or they try to settle your case early and cheap.
1: Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys, It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact
5: you? At uh, e- either through our website which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. Six seven eight
1: nine ten eleven twelve or whatever <laughs> the song is. Something like that. I know that.
6: 867
1: we have two special guests. Michael Bryant, are you on the horn?
0: I am. Are we getting charged for this call? <laughs> no. But I,
6: I, but I knew it with everybody talking, uh, Nick must be back in studio. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go.
1: Um, do you, do you want to spend some time? Cause we, we, do you want to have the entire second segment, or you just, did you just call in to annoy me?
6: No. I just called to say happy uh, Thanksgiving and glad you were able to carry all of Cumulus on your back today.
1: So you heard that, huh? (laughs) I did. <laughs> but I
6: heard it when you said it on the radio earlier. So I've heard it twice now. Honest well. to God, it's
1: true. Everybody's got the day off of the company except for the KQ morning show.
0: Of <laughs> course, it's a, a four-day weekend. Everybody's got it's a five-day weekend.
1: Uh, well, why did all the other morning shows get the time off and we didn't? Because they're not as missed as you not are. Oh, that's yes, that's it. Well, like Nick
0: said, you got to
6: pay the bills. Got <laughs> yeah, to the bill. get paid.
1: Michael, are you coming to? No, can you call back in because I want to talk to you about going to going to Key West with me.
6: Okay. I'll call back uh, later on. Like 15 minutes. I'll call back in 15.
1: Okay. Right. Thank you, sir. Same Michael Bryant, Brad John Bryant, ladies and gentlemen. David Petrusa, how you doing, David? Doing good. We're having a big day around here, David, because I work for, I do a morning show as well for Cumulus Broadcasting, and it was a national holiday for Cumulus for everybody except for my morning show.
7: That's nice, huh? <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. But tomorrow is Thanksgiving. We're looking forward to you it. You got tomorrow off?
1: <laughs> yes, I do, David. Thank you. Uh, there's, a, there, there's a coincidence here, David, and I love that about life. I mean, it's not overwhelming, but by coincidence, uh, because uh, we're talking to David uh, Petrusa about his book, TR's Last War, Theatre Roosevelt, The Great War, and A Journey of Triumph and Tragedy. Uh, I brought up a story this morning out of nowhere, which is kind of weird, but Lawrence Welk, who had a very popular TV show back in the day, the Lawrence Welk Hour, the champagne music, and all the rest of it.
2: It was even watched in my family.
1: Oh, yeah, everybody watched Lawrence Welk. But do you know who I'm talking about, David, Lawrence Welk?
7: Oh, absolutely.
1: Okay, well, he is reading the teleprompter one time, and this is a true story because I've seen the video. Uh, (laughs) He's introducing uh, music from a bygone era, and this was probably in the late 50s. So it's from a bygone era of, you know, forty years ago, whatever. Uh, and he said on national television, "And now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, some magnificent music from days gone by, as the Lawrence Welk Show salutes World War I." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, World War I. Now, that's the Roman numeral one. But <laughs> other than that, Lawrence. TR's Last War, Theodore Roosevelt, The Great War, and a Journey of Triumph and Tragedy by David Petruza, is a riveting new account of Theodore Roosevelt's impassioned crusade for military preparedness as America fitfully stumbles into World War One. You know what's interesting? For the first time in my life, David, and I don't know why this is, but I tune to some channels, news channels, and they're actually criticizing Theodore Roosevelt, and I'd never heard him criticized before. Why, all of a sudden, was Theodore Roosevelt not that great a guy? Do you know about this?
7: I haven't picked up on that, but uh, when you analyze his actions, particularly in the in the period of this book, uh, he his warmongering really comes out. Oh, okay. And I think we've become warier of war and conflicts, uh, mercifully, and... TR, going back into the 1880s, 1890s, really wants America to get into wars, and he really doesn't care who we fight. It, it may be Spain, it turns out to be Spain, but it could be Germany over Samoa, mm-hmm. or England over Venezuela, and then we could seize Canada. And he wants to go into World War I and fight and actually die and explains when he's turned down on that personally by Woodrow Wilson, who was president then, uh, that, gee, all I wanted was permission to go over to France and die. And the person he's telling this to uh, rejoins, uh, but did you make that perfectly clear to President Wilson? <laughs> okay. They did not get along. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could, they did not get along. as <laughs> You know, I, I sometimes wonder, David, between now and 100 years ago, uh, how, how life has changed. Uh, because you, you talk in, in TR's Last War about, uh, um, you know, well, Theodore Roosevelt, uh, Woodrow Wilson, the rousing advocacy of a masculine pro-allied Americanism. That would not fly at all today now, would it? I mean, you, as an example... Idris Elba was named the sexiest man alive by People Magazine. And they put his picture on the cover. He's a handsome uh, black man. And uh, we'll get to another part of that, that. Another part of that comes up. But he's very handsome. He's the nicest guy in the world. I've interviewed him several times. a really good guy, really smart guy, a great family man. But uh, People Magazine was criticized for putting his picture on the front cover of Sexiest Man Alive. You know why they criticize People, David?
7: No,
1: no, 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 no. He's too masculine. <laughs> That's a Holy true story. Cow. That's a true story. They criticized him because he's too masculine.
7: Okay, Well, I kept Roosevelt submitting myself, but they wouldn't the take him. Roosevelt advocated a strenuous it. life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I, it's and just, that involves masculinity in many, in many many ways.
1: It does. There's no question about that. Also, I should mention, this is just an aside, David, because I don't take this stuff personally. But I referred to Idris El because I I know his work, but I didn't know he was British. I had no idea he was from England, and I referred to him as African American, and people said I was racist because I called him
7: that. Oh <laughs> well, like, okay. God forbid anyone make an honest mistake anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that's for, I, for sure. I, I I know this has been bothering you, and I have the answer. He is Afropean.
1: Afropean. <laughs>
2: that's the term. <laughs> they don't say Afropean. Yes, they do.
1: Afropean.
2: That's a terrible
1: word. African European.
2: Afropean.
1: David, look at all the stuff that I'm learning today. It's just absolutely magnificent.
7: I'm learning a lot too.
2: Um, I I learned it from City Pages. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they were there. No, they had an ad for two British women band, and they said this funk Afropean. Grew.
1: Funk, Afrobean. I was like, okay. Whatever works, man. Mm -hmm. David, when I was a kid growing up, uh, going to school, (laughs) Theodore Roosevelt, and you know, he's got his park out there, just not that far from here out in North Dakota, and the whole shooting match there. But Teddy Roosevelt was always a very, very important guy uh, when I was going to school. He was kind of, at least I got the impression, he was the epitome of being
7: uh, what a president should be he had been very active. The presidents before him, between up to uh, between him and Lincoln, uh, were sort of well, not quite caretakers, but they deferred to Congress. Right. And he made the statement at one point that if uh, you know if the Constitution didn't say I couldn't do it, well, I I could. Uh, and so he seizes uh, the Panamanian canal tract of land and says, I, I took Panama and let the Congress debate. Sends the fleet around the world, the great white fleet, builds up uh, our military that way, busts the trusts, and is just larger than life. I, I make the point a lot now that he's not just the most interesting president, he's, he, he's maybe the most interesting American. His, his personality is just kaleidoscopic.
1: Did, was it because, you know, he was, he was ill as a child, right? He he, he kind of uh, a tough childhood because he was always ill, is that not correct?
7: I, I think that's a very important point. It is, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and, and he has a lot, I think he has a lot to prove. And yep. he, he proves it in a lot of ways. Uh, and his life is sort of bookended because he spends the last year of his life very, very sick. Uh, and, but, and because he's been this great Theodore Roosevelt towering figure, people don't even notice the fact that he spends the last two and a half months of his life in the hospital. They think he can go on and be elected president in 1920. And he probably could have.
1: You know, it's so amazing to me, David, because nowadays they would say, oh, that's, you know, blah, blah, blah. In my mind, because he did (laughs) suffer a childhood of, you know, some physical weakness and, and not ever feeling all that well, I think you get a pass on if you want to be overly masculine once you become a man, unless you're harming other people in great ways, it's okay to be overly masculine. You've been on both sides of it. I think you have the right, if, if, you, if you would feel better that you're contributing by being uh, what, he th- what he thought was a manly man and, and masculine, I have no problem with that at all.
7: No, and uh, he's not a, you know, he goes around saying bully a lot. Bully. But he's, he's also a great Victorian gentleman and has a certain noblesse oblige to him. And, and a great deal of, of, of the 19th-century manners and, and politeness. Uh, so it, it doesn't have to be all one way or the other, or because you're some macho guy, you're some sort of, of bullying meathead. And that's, you know. But he is very aggressive in politics and very aggressive in taking arguments to his political opponents.
1: Yeah, like I said, I I would like to carry my life forward still admiring Theodore Roosevelt, the things that he did. Uh, Yeah, I understand he was a little—look, you know, some people accuse me of being a little over the top. Uh, I'm not saying I'm a manly man or anything like that. That's not what I mean. But, look, I, I love women. I was raised by women. I adored my mother, my wife, my daughter, my sisters, all the rest of it. But I like
7: being a guy, David. I, I really do. You know, it's just... <laughs> well, so a, did one. Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. and uh, He liked women, too. I mean, he wasn't a womanizer, uh-huh. but he had uh, six children, so something was, was going on there. <laughs> and, and he was a very big advocate of, of, uh, of large families
1: yes, uh, absolutely. at the
7: time, yes.
1: Can can we ever have somebody like Theodore Roosevelt again, or will the the people on the edges, on the fringes of politics, just have too big a fit?
7: Well, when we see the when we see the say the last two presidents and how mm-hmm. different they have been and how groundbreaking right. they have been, you know, I I it, I would never say never, but each president is unique, so each each one is going to be different. So when people say. Oh, can you compare Trump to this one or that one? Well, no. Each one, each one is is unique. But you know, the pendulum swings a lot, as it did with the last two presidents. And so, if you get some fellow uh, uh, who is not Theodore Roosevelt like, well, then the next guy might be very much like a Rough Rider, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, I would think that's probably true. By the way, David, is there a lot of pressure on you? Because I just looked. uh at a paragraph here in your bio, David Petruza praised as quote one of the best historians in the United States. There's a little pressure there, David. <laughs>
7: well, well, you want to uh, you want to keep up a certain standard. But even if you're the worst historian in, in the <laughs> United States, you 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 want each paragraph and each sentence to sing, and you want to get it right, and not just. Uh, throw words on a page. You want them to be accurate, and you want them to be interesting.
1: Boy, I tell you what, the critics compare you to some pretty important, wonderful people. Said You
7: have a, you have a great life going,
1: David. H.L. Mencken, I mean, you're Larson. <laughs> you know, they're,
7: they're, Thanksgiving is tomorrow, <laughs> and
1: yes. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. I like it, David. I, I, we, do we not teach history in our schools any longer? That's what I'm hearing, that we don't teach true history of the United States any longer. Is that true?
7: I think we're, we're so bound up in rectifying the wrongs of the past we don't talk about the great men or women of the of the past yeah, particularly yeah. the great men of the past now right uh, and, and and what this country or Western civilization has achieved which is a lot uh, a lot we have come so far uh, even in my lifetime of the creature comforts which are afforded to the, the humblest, Families now, which kings did not have a hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah. Central heating for a king, you know. You know, Kaiser <laughs> Wilhelm would have probably killed for that. <laughs> it's probably true. Think how drafty Buckingham Palace was in, like, you know, 2018. That probably is. Or in 1918. I, I David, I, I, I talk
1: quite often on the morning show and on this show about the fact that I've gone through my life. And I look back and try to try to find a president that I really, really liked. And I got to George Washington and found nothing but flaws <laughs> all the way back. So I, I don't know, David. Is this a fair statement that anybody who wants to be president might not be my kind of guy?
7: Well, occasionally I've been asked to do these surveys on ranking the presidents. It's uh-huh. a very difficult thing, and I'm not sure, sure if it's a wise thing to right. do. Right. But uh, looking it over and thinking about it, I've come to the conclusion that 75% of our presidents are below average. Yeah, well, there you go. See, David... Think about think about that. Do I the know. math. <laughs> it's not it's good. It's sort of a Yogi Berra sort of saying, but it's true. <laughs> I like that.
1: It's kind of a Yogi Berra thing. But... So, what
2: does it say when... You were always told as a kid you want to be president, you want to be president, you want to yeah, be president. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, they probably don't say <laughs> not that anymore. anymore.
7: <laughs> they probably don't say that well, anymore. Well, so much of uh, so much of your private life is no longer private Yeah, yeah. nobody saying they want to be president now. All the insults that go on, you know, even even a lower level political office who wants to go into that, you know, the in the communities in the past, it used to be the the lawyers and the doctors and and the merchants who would go in to serve on the common councils and the state uh, legislatures and, and, you know, our more prominent people don't want to get involved in that anymore. And that's a a loss for our society.
0: And a lot of people have...
7: These uh, these people who can't do anything else in many cases.
0: And a lot of people have too many skeletons in the closet to to do it. Because they're going to pull it all out. Probably so the,
7: people will worry just about that one skeleton. Right, right. So know, they're not going to do it, it anyway.
1: That's why I now, already tell everybody everything I ever did wrong on the show, so they can't <laughs> do that to me. <laughs> TR's Last War Theater, Roosevelt, The Great War, and A Journey of Triumph and Tragedy. Thank you for teaching us history, David. I, I hope there are many more like you, because I love history, and it seems to be, I don't know how that's possible, but it seems to be disappearing.
7: Well, there's there's always another day to to revive something. David you and, just, and I'm working on it.
1: You sounded just like my mother when you went,
7: Well
1: <laughs> 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 Thank you, sir. Great talking to you. Thank you. Have a good day. We'll be right back. Tom right. Bernard show. It's Tom with an update on my successful weight loss journey. I'm down ninety-two point five pounds and I have the Sheehy brothers and staff at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth to thank. The Nutrimost program is amazing. I lost over 40 pounds during each of my first two 40-day rounds. This is a program, literally, it's a program that anyone can do, and you'll have great success just like me because it is customized for each individual person, and the staff at Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth will be there for you every step of the way. Nutrimos just wants everybody to live their healthiest life, so they're offering an early bird Black Friday sale for a very limited time. You, your family, and friends can receive 25 to 35% off the cost of a nutrimost program, and Nutrimos will guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more. Nutrimos helped me change my life, and they can help you too. Health savings accounts are welcome, by the way. To schedule an appointment, call 763-333-7337, 763-333-7337. Monday yet? What are you doing over there? It's not Saturday. Oh, I was Monday listening yet. to a
2: commercial with the edit, and then the other commercial was playing, so I thought mm-hmm. it was still going. She
1: was looking for deals coming up on Friday. Learn how yeah.
3: to do four jobs at once, or get out. Yes, get out, damn it! I
1: already
2: did mine. You My did shopping. your job.
1: Oh, you already did your shopping?
2: Yep, so we stayed I. up I went until two a.m. last night so I could get early access Friday deals mm. at Target.
1: Whose nose is breathing on their microphone again? It's not me. I held my breath.
2: I've been doing this because I hear it too.
1: No, I held my breath. I know it was yeah, me. I was I doing you. this. It's usually me, but it's not me this <laughs> time. You're a disaster. It's not
0: me this time. I've been pushing my mic like this. <laughs> it's,
3: this, mic like this. <laughs> it's Michael Bryant on hold.
0: That's what it was. Michael, Michael,
3: Michael, was it you? <laughs> no, he's not, uh,
1: he's not. He's muted. No. Why is he muted? Because we haven't put him on yet. Oh, we're going to take a break first? No, we just took a what break. Is the <laughs> what are you doing? Why would he be muted if we're back from break? Because we haven't answered the phone yet. Oh my god, just whatever. <laughs> Mike Bryant's on. <laughs> Hi, Michael. Unmuted so Michael. He,
6: he knew I was going to rant and rave. What are you ranting <laughs> no. and
1: raving about?
6: <laughs> no, that's why I was that old.
1: You were ranting and raving. I could tell.
6: Mm -hmm. It's all true. Mm -hmm.
1: So, okay. So basically, you're going to have the whole family home for Thanksgiving?
6: We are. Yep. Got the oldest from St. Olaf last night. That's
1: phenomenal. So your family's far too nice for you.
6: Oh, yeah. Well, you know. you know how that is. They got the short no. end of the stick. Oh, what do
1: you mean I know how that is? Okay. Yeah, well, it's true. I do know how that is. So you're right about that. So I got, you know, I finally think it's not locked in yet, but I think it is locked. Well, we announced it, so it has to be locked in. But I finally got the KQ Warning Show to go down to Key West in February. Sprenthal's already going, Bilski's going, all these people are going, you aren't going to duck out on this one, Buster.
6: <laughs> well, I got I got contacted by Pat last night. So, yeah, I, I'm well aware of what's going on. Pat? The, and they're working on it. Yeah. Is Pat my your sales, sales guy? guy from oh, I, didn't, I didn't know Pat yeah. was your
1: sales guy. I had no idea.
6: Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: So so we're in the works. So here's, what so, I like. um, here's what so- I absolutely love. Everybody who's my friend... <laughs> Pat becomes the salesperson. It's it's Walzer. It's Bradshaw Bryant. It's it's, it's, called, Mike for, it's called free money. <laughs> That's true. I, Jesus, I do all the work and he collects the
6: commission. That's free money. What the hell is that? Pat's
1: no fool. I gotta put up mm-hmm. with you three hunyucks. Yep. Wait a minute. Well, no, I think I, I'm. I think Ray Bell is Dan Chesky, though. I think Ray Bell does that one. No, maybe. Money yeah, for me. nothing and chicks for free. And chicks for free and money. I love that song. Yeah, that's a good song. We're the only station in America that still plays the whole song, by the way, because everybody song. dropped the f bomb yeah. out of the song. Well, not that f bomb. The other, the, the gay f bomb. Yeah,
0: I know what you're talking. About. Oh,
3: yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: They all dropped it from the song, but it's like. Yet
3: yeah, yeah, they'll play um, AC/DC where they don't drop the n word out of the song. Yeah, they don't. Right. Right. That's kind of an interesting aspect. I but then you will no, hear Tom Petty, and instead of roll another joint, you get that roll another. <laughs> right
0: no, the one that board. gets me, the one that gets me, is they all play. They all play White Snake. Slide it in. Are they and all that, that song, thing. Every it's like it's every phrase a, a is a song. It is, Harry, but that's totally. innuendo.
6: Slide it I don't in right to hear the
1: about your the top. <laughs> innuendo? I didn't know you were Italian. Thank <laughs> you, <laughs> thank you,
0: everybody.
1: <laughs> thank God. Uh, in any case, Michael Bryant. So you're having your family over. You're having a nice Thanksgiving. You you might be that's the plan. So, so you might be coming to to what, uh, to Key West.
6: Well, here's what I can tell you. It's on my calendar. We put it on my calendar today, and we're in negotiations. So uh, that's what I can that, that's what I can disclose at this point. So.
1: I, I just think with you, Sprinthall. Ralph Basham, Mike Bilsky, get Chesky down there. We get everybody down there? Have you ever been to Key West, Michael?
6: Yes, I have. Yep. I just I went, it. went on it with the lawyers thing a couple of years ago. But I got to believe with those guys, it'll be even better.
1: Yeah, well, God, I'm telling you, it, it, like I said, the Ghost Tour and the you know, Ernest Hemingway Tour and the beaches and the, the Sunset uh, Key, the, sun, oh, the whole thing, it's going to be a great trip. But what I'm trying to do, and since you're a high-powered lawyer, you could probably get this done for me. You notice how he didn't say, "Oh, I'm not that high-powered."
6: <laughs>
0: of course not. He
1: just went along no, I, with me. I want
0: to hear what you asked me, <laughs> me to do
1: before <laughs> I decide if my it, uh, how much power I got. Uh, high-powered, Michael Bryan. No, don't you think it would be phenomenal? If we announced that we had chartered an airplane or two to go down to Key West nonstop, because you cannot get to Key West from here nonstop. Nope. It would be phenomenal Fine. to put that thing out there like that. I you, think that would be You might fantastic. want to check.
0: It might not be that ridiculous of a price. Chartered I don't think flights, it is. Chartered flights aren't crazy anymore. No,
6: they're not. And I think, so, what do you think of that, Michael? Well, I, I I'm getting offered as part of this deal four flights down there. So is this like on some puddle jumper or what? <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> they're gonna fly you into Miami or West Palm and then fly you down, I'm down the to, No, I going to have to drop little bags of cocaine off halfway down. <laughs> yeah, <exactly.
3: laughs> but, but you will see Cassie and I out there winding the rubber band for the propellers yeah, yeah, for you. Yeah, exactly.
1: Honest to God, Michael, I got for two and a half hours after I got home last night. I was answering calls about Key West. People are so jacked about this trip, it's unbelievable. Well, ten years I've been working on it. Ten. Why are you holding up Doug's face like
2: that? (laughs) That's to prove it's not me. It's not me. I held
1: my breath. I don't know who it is. (laughs) One of you Lunger bastards. that's to prove
2: that it's not me.
1: Remember that from Tombstone? Yeah, (laughs) Lunger.
2: Yeah. That was was a great (laughs) movie.
1: I loved it. We were just
2: talking about history. And when I think history, I also think geography. I'm going to flunk here. Where the hell are the Keys? I know it's in Florida.
1: The south. Well, you can see
3: you can see Cuba from
2: it's Key West. It's 90 miles. Yep. So, right, across from, right by so. Texas
3: yep. and Canada
0: border. It's
2: 90. The Keys <laughs> are kind of wedged <laughs> in there. It's right there, kind of wedged in. From the in.
0: tip of Key West to Cuba is exactly 90 miles. It, it is.
2: So it's, it's on the front. No,
0: front it's of. not. You know where you've been at Fort Myers? Here, I'll yes. show you a picture. It's directly
1: south, basically. Well, maybe a little well, east no, of, of Fort Myers.
2: On the bottom round half, it's down there. But
1: it's but it's actually in the Gulf. Part oh, of it's okay. in the Gulf, and part of it's in the ocean. This segment of compelling radio brought to you by Bradshaw and Brian. <laughs> hey, listen. All I know is it finally, it finally worked out. That's all I'm saying. So that's cool. I see. I did not know that. That that once. I bring either bring a friend in to advertise or become friends with the advertiser, then That's Pat the all of a right? sudden
6: gets the account.
1: What the hell is that?
6: Okay. But I, this confirms that a like, uh, majority of your friends have to pay to hang around with you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's exactly Yeah thanks Michael It's starting to make sense Vegas <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now Key West
3: One way or another
1: Your friends have to pay To hang around with you
3: You had to buy his
1: house I had to <laughs> buy his it house
2: all, all Listen sense.
1: Hey
3: wait a second yeah, Let's be honest Mike
1: I did pick up the tab The other day For it's like $60 So you know What I'm saying <laughs> God I have the worst friends Of anybody the, alive I, I really I, I have
6: you, horrible you, friends you,
0: I don't have any friends so You actually paid For that bowl You actually
6: paid for that bowl of soup I got at the end. That pus you were eating. It looked like he was eating a bowl of pus. Michael, Michael did pay the
0: tab last time we went to dinner, though.
1: Michael, yeah, hes we have great. Dinner. Well, that, that's true. I paid the tab on those, too. So, boy,
3: it's just See, great. Last time out I with saw Michael, you, he just asked me not to make direct eye contact.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my my, payment, uh, my payment to you is to get yelled at for an hour and a half by your other friend by
1: Philip. Right. Yeah, well, that's what he does. He just yell, he he likes attacking black people. I don't know why that is.
2: he he said to me on the phone yesterday he was thinking about becoming a an activist.
0: Uh, good luck with that. <laughs> becoming an
2: activist? An activist? Yes. He's 70.
0: How yeah. active can he be? So Michael, when are you coming up to the house? Uh, when I get invited. I haven't been invited. That's so right. When I get invited, I will be there. Oh, I invited you. On. Mm-hmm. I thought I invited you on. In a, in a text message. We're going to have to get the kids <coughs> I don't it. think so. I want to get right. Fawny
1: over there to look at Alex's and aunt, uh, Uncle Nanny's old yeah. bedroom. Come see stuff. the horses.
2: That would be cool.
6: That yeah. would
1: be great. Be up Anytime. There. Like,
2: Any... You live that far north?
1: No, like, it's when he
0: works. It's where he works. Yeah. It's where he's yeah. office up there.
2: Oh, yeah. Halfway to St. cloud. <laughs> well, Wow. I I really <laughs> well <What a, laughs> wow. Well, I'm, I'm about to say why well, I'm saying say he was that.
3: floored by that.
1: obviously. Well, actually,
2: I actually am because he brought himself and his son to come watch this old buzzard play baseball one day. Yeah, I remember that. Fun. He told me
3: he told me
1: he had, like, he had a ball. I thought you no, told me that
2: was an your car broke down and you had
3: nothing else to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: so, Michael, when,
0: when, are you, when are you guys going to produce a new commercial? uh oh for with it
6: the, yeah there it's whenever tom and i get around to doing that you know i know you, you don't like tom that. and i on the dirt bag yeah i'm just, yeah, or I'm just saying it's kind oh, of it says dirt <laughs> bag <laughs> <out there? laughs>
0: no i told that i told that a long time ago i, I don't know the dirt bag thing kind of it draws attention it does draw. <laughs> it I does do that. that.
1: <laughs> I, it, I will tell you that that's absolutely true all right so you, you what time you having thanksgiving tomorrow
6: Uh, you know, I don't know. I think it's probably, I would guess somewhere around noon, one o'clock would be my guess.
3: Pool or pond. Pond would be good for you. Yeah, pond would be good
1: for you. That would be good. No, seriously, that was really nice. Last uh, week when I was in Vegas, Michael uh, sent me a note and said, Hey, you want to go get uh, dim sum over at Yangtze? (laughs) which is right by Andy's house over there, and so I went over there. He did not tell me, however, that you have to stand in line outside until they open because the place is closed, and one minute later, it's packed. And I'm not kidding you. It's one minute. The place is packed, and there are people standing. How many, what, about 50 people were standing in the lobby waiting to get in? Yeah, it's for unbelievable.
6: What was Pat when we were leaving? We had to part the waves going out.
1: To get out was nearly impossible. And then uh, Michael laid down a fart, so that no, uh, <laughs> 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 that really helped things out. No, he did not. That's not true. But I'm standing outside now. I didn't wear a jacket because when I was a kid, I never wore a jacket. You know, sometimes I didn't have a jacket, right? So I didn't wear a jacket. I just get out of my car, go in the restaurant. Everything's good. Nope. Well, now that you lost minutes. all that
0: weight, you need a jacket, right? Well, you
1: got that right.
0: It's yeah. a big difference.
1: It's a huge difference.
0: Yeah, you need a jacket.
1: There's no question. And Michael did send me a, a picture of Michael and me from uh, a bike thing. What a twenty-six, mi- excuse me, twenty-six mile bike ride for uh, the Cure riding. Oh, I've seen Cure. that picture
0: on his on his Facebook
1: page. Yeah, we both weigh about a hundred pounds more than we do now. Yeah. But
4: it
0: all worked
1: <laughs> out in the end, you know. Are you going to come in after Thanksgiving, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and do a couple of shows here?
0: Absolutely. Come in, come in on a Wednesday so I can see you. Oh, well, he told me uh, that. Did <laughs> Dave come in on
6: Wednesday?
3: No, I'm I'm a rogue wave. You don't know He's when I rogue. show up. You are kind of a rogue.
1: Why do people you know, call I, you? I that know that's you the day are? that
3: Nick comes in.
1: Michael, can I hire you to sue somebody for me? There's it a- depends as long as
6: it's not Catherine I'm, I'm
1: preventing from suing <laughs> Catherine can you imagine me even thinking uh, about suing Catherine that would not go over well for me I'll tell you, you would get no. a cap
6: in your- you would be,
0: you would be, I would not be your
6: lawyer you would be over quick right.
1: Michael said he would not be my lawyer I can understand <laughs> that completely
0: yeah you will not want to go against Catherine
1: well, have a magnificent Thanksgiving, Michael. It's great. We you have, too. Have a great one. Whether it's watching you sleep in the movie theater at the Nun or <laughs> having dim sum <laughs> with you over at Yangtze, it's a great friendship, and I'm grateful for it. Thank you. Okay. Take care. See Bye. You, Mike. Thanks. Bye. Notice he didn't say he was thankful for being my friend. He just went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Michael is about. He's off, isn't he?
0: He's a great yep. guy. Great. I like
1: Michael a lot. Him yeah, good. I, I can not always say great things about him when he's on the street. I like Mike a lot. <laughs> he's a great guy. He really is. Look at the people. Well, you got Sprinthal, you got Bilski, you got Michael Bryant, you got Ralph Basham. I mean, you get on the list of people. No, Dan Chesky's well, well, a Michael's one guy. of those people
0: that if he doesn't have anything good to say, he won't say anything about
1: That's very true.
0: It is. He he doesn't talk crap about anything.
1: I'm gonna get the Sheehy brothers in here too and do a show. The guys from Neutromel's Neil played in the NHL for nine years. Really?
0: What yeah. years? Do you know?
1: Uh no. Uh, what, what would you guess? It's not that old, though. Right. Okay. I would guess he's God. Do you well? You know JB. You know all that hockey stuff. I
2: remember the last name Sheehy.
1: But, that but I who did he play for? The
2: mid nineties.
1: Um, he played for three different teams. I can't remember. Well, I don't know. I'll try to you know. Buffalo Neil's a great guy. Are the
2: uh, Devils one of the two? He I think played. maybe
1: both. Andy, we got to call Neil and find out.
0: I'm friends with some of the old greats, Bernie Perrant. Remember Bernie Perrant? Bernie Perrant, sure. Yeah. I you remember,
1: remember Bernie Phil Perrant. Enough,
0: yeah, yeah. I talk to his son all the time. I think that's very, his very cool. His name's Bernie Perrant, too. Neil she, a Canadian-born yeah.
3: American professional ice hockey player with dual citizenship, grew up in International Falls, Minnesota that's defenseman, him. and Harvard University graduate. she signed as a free agent in 83 what? by the Calgary Flames.
1: Wait a minute, he went to Harvard? They must let anybody in there. Now I know I got to get
3: a hold of them. Was there any well, other it was team? on a sports scholarship. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: was there any no, other team true. listings on there? Uh, Calgary uh, Flames.
3: Yeah. And Andy. Would you and the Washington Capitals.
1: If you'd come on for
3: the last segment? Um. Okay. Just he is, uh, one, of, he is one of is one of two me. NHL players who wore the number zero. The other <laughs> oh, that's was that's right. That's right. Paul Biehl. <laughs> How do you say that? Yeah, ball? Paul. Paul. Paul, blah, blah. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Blah, kids. His older brother is former NHL and USA Olympic team member Timothy Shee. And then
1: Dan Shee, he is also. I can't remember the name now. You're Absolutely. Life. We're going to try to get a hold of him and see him come on. We'll take a break here. Be right back for the final segment before Thanksgiving. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts, every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Oh, God, I love this song. It's this thing. You and I say that a lot. Oh, I love this I do, too. <laughs> I do love this song, though. Anything that lopes along like that. I kind of like lopey songs, I guess. Mm. Tears for fears. Tears for fears. God, last night, there was a British guy on one of, the, one of the, I don't know, CNN, Fox, whatever it was on. I bounce back and forth a lot to hear both of them lie as much as I possibly can. And there was a British guy on there. And it was it was just like...
0: Oh, yeah, he's taking, what's his name? He's sitting in for... Uh, Tucker,
1: Carlson. Tucker Carlson. That's right. Yeah, it was on Fox. I You're watched it, too. Right.
0: Well I guess this evening. I can't watch it. I can't either. (laughs) It's like
1: uh, he seems like a nice guy, but his voice is so annoying. We got Neil on the phone. Speaking of annoying, Neil (laughs) she's Neil, we were just talking about the reason your name came up is I was you know, it's Thanksgiving tomorrow and I just thanking all the supporters of the morning show and this show and you know, talking about Walzer and Mike Bilski at North American Bank. Michael Bryant called in from Brad Sean Bryant and you know uh, Dan Chesky from Dan Southside. Yeah, I said, you know, I got to have the Sheehy brothers in to do the show one of these days. And then we started talking about you and JB, who's, who's a hockey goalie, sitting down at the table. It's like, oh, Neil Sheehy, I know. So we have to get a breakdown of your of your NHL career because JB's all whipped up about it. And talk about you going to Harvard. And talk about you. Going, you went to Harvard. How the hell did that ever happen?
8: Well, I've kept I've kept people fooled for a lot of years.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
1: So Neil Sheehy is one of the owners, long with his brother Dan, of Nutramost. Wonderful people that I talk about every day, and you do have a great staff over there. You really do. They're they're wonderful people.
8: Yeah, we're we feel blessed. We yeah we we love our staff, and you know that they they care about people, and and that's uh, all that really matters. At the end of the day, is, uh you know, caring about others, on, especially at this time of Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, no question about it. Darkness, Dave is with us, and he he looked up the fact that you were deported at one point. From where was it again, Dave? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Guatemala. Guatemala. He was yeah. deported. And no, you so you grew up in International Falls, and you know you and Dan were talking to me about that. Correct. Right. So how does a kid? Yes. How does a kid from International Falls end up at Harvard? That's pretty
0: impressive, man. Coldest place in North America. <laughs> yeah, it is Russia cold. Falls. Falls. It is, well,
1: right?
8: I. Had a, I had a brother who played in four Minnesota State high school championship games. He lost in double overtime to St. Paul Johnson as oh. a freshman, and then he won three straight. But he went to Boston College.
0: Oh, and
8: when and he was twelve years older than me. That was my brother uh, Tim Sheehy.
0: Tim,
1: yeah.
8: And when I came along, he, you know, Harvard had sent me a letter, and I told my my brother Tim about it, and he said, "If you ever get a chance to go to Harvard, you go." Yeah,
0: I and know what you're um. Doing. I
8: had the chance and uh, and I took it,
0: so it uh, it did, worked out well did you get for a, me. Did you get a scholarship for hockey?
8: Well, they don't they yeah. don't give scholarships. It's all financial aid. So oh, I good. did get aid, and um, you know, but hockey certainly you know it it adds to the diversity that yeah, when, I have. When you
0: when you, think, <laughs> when, you when you think, when you, when you think when you, for some reason you when you go. think Harvard
2: you don't think hockey. Oh yeah, it's a it's
1: a national power. Yeah, football. Hmm. You got Matt. Well, Matt I mean, does Harvard have, have
8: a, a hockey team? There. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh yeah. Well,
8: let me see. Let me see. There, there was a time in 1989 at the St. Paul Civic Center that. Gopher fans, I think, uh, <laughs> still remember.
2: Yeah, let it go.
3: <laughs>
1: you just <laughs> gotta let <laughs> yeah, it, it go. go. <laughs> you gotta let it go. I, let it go. I live in Minnesota. I'll let it go. I'll just <laughs> let it go.
2: No, we want to hear it. Now, did you ever play <laughs> on a, a charity team or with the charity or against a charity team called um, Team Media? Oh, it's a local team. For it's uh, it was run by Let's Play Hockey magazine. Uh, I have not. No, oh, okay. Wasn't Jesse Ventura on that team? Mm, Jesse played a game or two. I was on that team for a while. So you I was were. just I trying, remember trying to remember if our cross it or pass it ever crossed or not.
1: Here is uh, the right. reason that I remember that because I was doing the commentating with, uh, Jess, uh, with Jeff Passel. Is that where I met you first in person, JB?
2: No, you met me via Mark. Uh, Rosen and oh, that's go right. For basketball. That's go for
1: basketball. That's right.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the announcer booth at this charity tournament, and Jesse Ventura is skating around, warming up. And he comes over and he goes, hey, Bernard, did you notice my jersey number? <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, I saw this. That's number." A impression. Number 100. And he goes, you know why it's number 100? <laughs> because I'm one better than Gretzky. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay. Okay, Jesse, you're a lot of well, winners. Tom,
8: better than Tom, huh? Tom, I don't know if you know this, but I actually wore number 0 in the National.
1: League. One of two people. Right, yeah, and so
3: well, Tom knows all
8: I that. always said that I said that I wore number 0 because I said talent-wise I'm as far away as you can get from number 99. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So that's phenomenal. Jesse
8: and I are on Jesse and I are on
0: opposite ends of the spectrum. What, what position? More ways than one. What position did you play? <laughs> What's that? What position did you did you play? I was a defenseman. Okay. I was a defenseman.
1: So. He was a thug. It's uh, <laughs> a hard yeah.
0: job. That's a hard job.
8: <laughs> well, yeah, you know, hey, uh, yeah, you do what you do, and you, you, as well, I said. There have been many years I've been fooling them. And I, I them for a while and I <laughs> was able
2: to play. Were you, yeah, an we were, off, talking. were you an offensive defenseman or a defensive defenseman?
8: I was a defensive defenseman. I, I carried a big piece of lumber in my hand and I swung it at anybody that came close.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a real nice well, deal. That really When nice.
2: hockey was hockey. You <laughs> you were, you were a goalie's you were a goalie's friend. So so you so. were so you were like
0: yeah. Dave, you were like Dave Schultz. Remember Dave Schultz? Sure.
8: Yeah, oh
0: yeah. Broad no, Street bully.
8: Yep, Dave was. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. So actually okay. my brother my brother fought him
0: years ago. Really? You know? So I I'm friends Ooh, with Bernie no. Perrant. Bernie Perrant and his son. I became friends with Bernie Perrant Jr., and then I got to make, okay. Became friends with Bernie. He's a great guy. All those guys are so humble now, and so glad that they got to play in the NFL, NHL when they did, because it was you know, that they weren't even wearing helmets back then. No, absolutely. Not. <laughs> Gump Worsley didn't wear a mask <laughs> I mean, when I started. It work. was crazy. I mean, that was you know that was real hockey back then. They're, they're real humble people, and they they talk nothing great about the league. Yeah, nothing
1: but great.
8: Yeah, and they no. and they were able to win the Stanley Cup, which was
0: which twice was great. Yeah, two years <clears throat> in a row. Yep, they won it twice. Bobby sure. Clark, Bobby Clark, and and Bernie Perron. I love Bobby Clark. He's still the, he's still the yeah, on the Flyers. It's phenomenal. He's still a uh, team team it mom is phenomenal. Manager.
1: You know, I tell you, honest to God, Neil. Uh, over the years, I've known many, many professional hockey players. You know, some some of the Gophers and UMD people and all that, but. Only one professional hockey player I ever met that I didn't like. I got along with the rest of them. But there was there was one guy, I don't know what his problem was. But, you know, the great guys you're talking about, like Bobby Smith uh, was a phenomenal guy. Louis Nanny's yeah. passable, you yeah, know, Louie. No, but uh, all these different people, and I got to know a lot of them. But NHL players in general... Uh, We're really good guys, and and actually hockey came up this morning because Jeff Passelt, as you know, still holds the most penalty minutes of any St. Cloud Husky that ever played hockey, (laughs) which is true, by the way. I'm not
3: making that up. I hear he's known to still hold the stick on occasion. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
8: Well, he must must have been part of the brawl then that – they had with River Falls when Herb Brooks
1: took over as coach.
0: Herbie guy. I think Dave Herbie Schultz still holds the record for NHL history of uh, most penalties.
1: I wouldn't doubt that. That would make total. Sense. <laughs> most suspensions. But past you know this this whole situation. I don't know if you know about this, Neil, but uh, Kevin Durant was fined by the NBA for dropping the f bomb in the face, and he almost he nearly attacked a fan in the stands. And we were talking quite a bit about the NBA is really out of control right now with all the anger and screaming and hating one another and all the rest of it. Uh, and Pass made a point that if somebody did what... And I like Kevin Durant. I've talked to him a couple of times. He's a very nice guy. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't like it if somebody... Maybe somebody said something about his family because I wouldn't care for that myself. Oh, yeah,
2: he's a mama's boy.
1: Yeah, he is a mama's boy, which is a good thing. Yeah, I'm a mama's boy too. But, um, but Pass said that if that happened on a hockey team his own teammates would have beat the piss out of him (laughs) he said hockey doesn't put up with that kind of thing is that true Uh,
8: you know i I, I, he would certainly hear about you know you'd hear hear about it from teammates and and i'm sure probably coaches or managers too it's you know that yes there's a certain way to conduct yourself and and um you know you know, I always think, you know, I had a coach, Bob Johnson, who was a Minnesota guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, but he always told me, he said, he said, she, come here. He says, you're just like an actor in a Broadway play. I said, how's that coach? <laughs> he says, you know what happens when actors can't act? I said, what happens? He goes, we bring in new actors. Now get out there and entertain
0: those people. <laughs> <laughs> well, then no pressure at all. And, no. and, and hockey, <laughs> hockey has a lot of people involved there from Canada and from the north. And they're kind yeah. of a different breed of people, yeah, too. Yeah, that's true. They're, that they're true. very humble, different.
2: But that's that's uh, that's starting to turn because when Gretzky got trained at LA. They can now trace back how many kids who were born in California and Arizona and oh yeah, I suppose in Florida yeah. and other places in the country started gravitating towards hockey. Yeah, it's it's, it's changed there. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. No when way I was a kid, it. Well, yeah, it was he, like all Canadians pretty much, and a yeah, couple people yeah. from northern Minnesota and a couple people from Boston.
1: Sweet and Lou from the Sioux. It's all true.
8: Yeah, he did. Gretzky's trade LA changed the face of hockey in the United States for yep, sure.
1: It did. Uh, no doubt,
8: that was the, probably the biggest, the biggest thing that has affected uh, the growth of hockey in the
0: United States. How come a is still way below the bar in pay though, compared to the NBA and the NHL? I mean NFL, NFL well, and NBA pay so much more than hockey.
8: what the you know because the masses of people grow up with basketball, yeah. they don't grow up with hockey. Yeah, true. And so more people. If you you follow things that you know more about, and there are a lot of people who really don't know a lot about the game of hockey. It's growing, but it's still nowhere near what basketball is yeah, or see,
0: baseball is. It's, it's but, funny because I grew up in Philadelphia, and we grew up in hockey. Yeah, I all mean, oh, in we Philadelphia, absolutely. It was, it, it was hockey and Philadelphia baseball. Is a big,
8: Philadelphia is a big market for hockey. Yeah, so, it is. But, it's, uh, but but if you think of uh, basketball football, you they have you know, the vast majority of our country. Uh, you know, they just don't grow up with hockey.
2: They have bigger revenue streams and pools to to you know divvy out of too. I mean, the NHL. Yeah, they do. Right. NHL's TV contract is not the greatest thing in the world. I mean, it's passable, yeah. but it's nowhere near the, the of course, the NFL the or the NHL great. or yeah. Major League Baseball.
1: It's all true, Neil. I just wanted to make but, sure. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
8: Oh no! i was just gonna say, that, yeah, the game's grown though so much with with teams, you know, in the Southwest and you know, in Phoenix and you know, two in Southern Cal- in Southern California, one in Northern California. So the game's grown tremendously, and uh, uh, you know, more and more people are watching. But it's gonna take a while before it ever catches up to the other sports.
1: You do realize I have a new argument against anybody who tries to deride America and talk America down. I will say to them, America is the greatest country in the world. Neil Sheehy got into Harvard. <laughs> That's going to be my new argument, Neil.
8: It's it, it's a good one. Her Brooks always <laughs> said to me. Her, her Brooks always used to say to me, "She, there's only one reason why you got into Harvard." I said, "What's that?" Herb? He goes, "Diversity."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I needed more Irishmen. Diversity. <laughs> That's <is> phenomenal. <laughs> Neil, I, I did want. That was reason. a good point. I want to reach out with somebody from Nutramost, uh, and I, I, we, we were talking hockey, and it, we were, your name came up, and I thought, you know what, let's call Neil, and thank you for the quick, quick response because the idea just popped up, and you, you responded well, but please pass along to Dan and everybody at Nutramost. They're tremendous people, and thank you not only for the weight loss part of it, but for the uh, the support of the morning show and this show, and you, I am grateful for it, and I wanted you to know that, so please pass it along to everyone else if you would. Thank you, Tom. You're Appreciate a good it. man. It's been great for us. Thank you, Neil. Thank great you. Game. Bye. Bye. He, honestly, God, that he family, nicest. Yeah, nice man. God, they're nice people. Yeah. Well, they're hockey guys. Hockey guys yeah, in general yeah, agree, are good man. guys. I agree. Except for Brett Holmes.
2: Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when the name would be said. Yeah, <laughs> God, what a jerk. No, Mike right. Modano.
1: Madonna was always nice to me, but he—I know he—he he does have an ego. He's there's a no doubt. about
3: prick. <laughs> <laughs> he was when he was with the North Stars. Can you that's tell all us he what said. you really think? Uh, he, he refused to sign my kid's autograph. Oh, see that's oh, not. See. My, my kid was like six seven years old, yeah, and he sent it with a little that. hockey stick. And as long as you had boobs spilling out of your shirt, he'd stop and talk with you and sign your autographs. And he mm. literally literally looked down at my son. And then shook his head and walked past him and I called him out in front oh, of the public man. and I was like yeah, you I said, Remember who that. pays your bill, jerk and I called him back, so he walked back sheepishly, grabs the the oh, good. stick, signed it and walked off. But I was like,
0: Yeah, there's a lot of those. There's one of those on every team. Yeah. Like this one. Man. Let's see who we get. <laughs> one on every I think team. you should point for yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you notice I kind of never got that far around left. Uh, right. You had
2: three pointing back at you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if you
1: can't find the
3: one at the table, it's probably you. Uh, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Happy yeah, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody here and everybody out there.
1: Absolutely. Speaking of gratitude, thank you so much to all the great listeners of this show. You people are really uh, amazing, amazing people. Thank you very much. Have a great Thanksgiving. And now JB's down there messing with Doug Sprinthal's mask. Happy
0: Thanksgiving, Doug Sprinthal.
1: Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Have a great day. Bye.